of Wildy and Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin, the ESPN app in Wisconsin on demand. Jesse and Tausch today, Jason Wildy on assignment. I slide over from the producer's chair to host with Tausch in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Alex Strofe, our producer behind the glass running the show. Josh DiMaggio holding it down at the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee. And it is our pleasure to once again be joined by not only a friend of show, but I like to think of him as family. Well, at least that's one of you that feels like, that Like, way. literally, he's my fake dad. It is the voice of the Badgers, Matt LePay on Wildey and Tausch. Good morning, fake dad. How you doing? How you doing, son? You don't call, you don't write, um, but I'll ask how you're doing anyway. Tausch, how are you? I- I'm doing great, Matt. I- so... I want to give you a little heads up here. Jesse just bought a house. You know, he got married last year. He is going to invite you and Linda over for probably a housewarming. So get your excuses in order prior, just in case. But if you're bringing a housewarming gift, what are you bringing over to the Nelson household? Wow. Yeah, I'm probably going to have uh, that thing. Yeah, you're that, busy. Uh, I know you're busy. Ah, yeah, uh, man. That, uh, well, we can reschedule if but, we need to. But if, but if I could, I would... Uh, well, I'd probably bring over some Tito so I could share in the uh, that's you know, what I'm talking about. Beverage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let yeah. me. T- we've got this. I see you posting the pictures all the time up north, uh, fake dad Matt LePay. We've got this deck overlooking a pond. There's got to be mosquitoes that are coming out at a certain time of the year. Me and you sitting back, feet up on the deck, sipping Tito's, watching the bugs flying around. Oh man, <laughs> what a does time! That, does that not sound inviting? I, Matt is <laughs> running to get over to your pond. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that, does it? I'm sure. I'm sure your bride is really thrilled at that thought too. <laughs> she loves the deck, actually. She's looking forward to it. A lot, a lot of life going on in the backyard, uh, Matt. So before we get into the Big Ten expansion, all that fun stuff, uh, Ben Brust had a heck of a weekend, and you were there to see it, right? You were at the Battle for Wisconsin with Alec Ingold and the softball game taking place on Saturday. Brust hitting home runs. Big weekend, not only there, but also at Summerfest. The Wisconsin team winning a charity event down there against Milwaukee, Green Bay, Marquette. Uh, Pretty cool to see all the alumni in action all weekend long. Yeah, it was fun. Benny's probably going to just be insufferable for you guys, though. Well, he you is know, always, he, anyways. He, yeah, it's, yeah. His team didn't win Saturday, but it, but he was. And I knew it, and I told him, I said, you're going to be the dirtiest player. I mean, like in terms of getting your uniform dirty, not cheap. But yeah, he hits a home run to start the game. And, of course, as he is uh, taking the tour, he, he has to dive in the home. You know, and roll around in the dirt, and then he's diving around. So he, he's looking like a ball player, right? He's got to make sure that he's, he's got all the dirt on the uniform. Uh, but he's a, he's an athlete, got to say it. Um, but what was interesting and, I guess, predictable in retrospect, and the football guys were really laughing at this a lot, the basketball guys Saturday night, it was still like a basketball game. Every call, everything, they were complaining. You know, it's like you know, <laughs> had to contest everything. Uh, if, if the ump calls a pitch a ball, they were complaining. I may or may not have um, cheated on Sam Decker's uh, home run count and home run derby. I might may or may not have accidentally on purpose miscounted. <laughs> but then he hits 11, which is real, and he comes up to me, oh, it was at least 15. So he went pure full-out Bo Ryan mode. 
you know, it was. But <laughs> the basketball guys knew that was coming. But it was fun. It was fun to see all those guys, both sides. It was. It was a cool night. Uh, credit to Alec and Sam, and then you know, obviously Alec with his foundation. Uh, it was. It was cool. Hopefully, that this is something that they can do every year because I think every everybody involved had a lot of fun. Yeah, and Matt, I think, you know, we always get caught up in the now, the, you know, Final Fours, Rose Bowls, this stuff, but I, for you, and you've you've had a uh, great view of the different athletes coming in and out, both football and basketball, for a lot of years. It's co- Is it cool for you to see that it's not just the stuff on the field, but all of the stuff that the Wisconsin community does off the field as well? Yeah, it is. I mean, to be honest, it probably sound pretty corny to people. It's the favorite. It's my favorite part of this gig is seeing guys come back and how excited they are to be back. Give you an example. You know, Andrew Van Ginkle. Uh, you know, he was really good here, but he, you know, he came in uh, as a transfer and, and really played well and was always you know cordial but kind of quiet. You know, he's been in the NFL now for a while. They're down in Miami, and he he was just so happy to be back and you know we're talking and just it's like long lost friends almost and it's cool just to see how uh, how athletes through the years grow right i mean in some cases like jt you know jonathan taylor was here like he he was way ahead of the curve and just how he interacted with people but a lot of uh, the, the fun part for me is seeing guys who come in and and they're really reserved and and they're not comfortable speaking either in an interview situation or just speaking in front of groups and by the time their careers are done they're the ones who are speaking in front of hundreds of people without notes and and that's what Saturday night was kind of like just watching a lot of these these guys come back and um it, it, that for me is, is a lot of fun. Seeing your your old teammate Tausch Brooks, seeing Brooks Bollinger back, uh, it was a lot of fun. He still got he still got some game too, by the way. And he was a draft pick by the Dodgers, if I remember correctly. So he, he's got a little skill um, it, it, in, in this game. So, uh, it, but it's just, it's a lot of fun for me to see these guys come back and how happy they are to be back. The voice of the Badgers, Matt LePay, joining us on Wildey and Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin. The Dodgers, that's Big Ten country, Matt. L.A., <laughs> yeah, what a think, great yeah. transition. Yeah, when you think tradition, I think of Big Ten great Keyshawn Johnson. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I really do. And Matt Leiner, Reg Bush, and, you know, you go back, uh, you Name your year. You know, Mark Harmon, one of the great quarterbacks in Big Ten history. Oh, Gibbs, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, geography um, no longer matters, uh, which is pretty obvious. Uh, it's these were two schools that they were. The rumor was kind of, or whatever you want, however you want to put it. Talk was swirling not long after after Texas and Oklahoma announced their intentions of going into the SEC. And it was still like, yeah, okay, uh, we'll, we'll see. Like, wake me up if this happens. And then, obviously, business picked up uh, quite a bit in uh, late June. And, yeah, I, I think um, if that's the direct – we're obviously heading in that direction. We saw it with the Big Ten with – with Rutgers and Maryland, I think that was, you know, markets and you're trying to TV sets and all of that. I think in this case, yeah, it's the LA market, but it's the USC brand, even though it hasn't been all that for a while in football, it's still the brand and UCLA, not to quite to that extent in football, but certainly basketball. Um, 
but these are football-driven moves, right, for the most part. And if it's if they're going to go somewhere, why not? Why not come to the Big Ten? I, I haven't been to Pauley Pavilion in, in my uh, in my career yet, or the LA Coliseum. So that maybe that'll happen now. It's all it's all about us. Yeah, it's always it's really about, all about us. It's always about the media when it comes to that. But so, Matt, you're looking at this thing, and again, you don't have any insider information. But how do you see this thing playing out? Is it going to get to twenty? You know, is the Big Ten just going to continue to look at each opportunity and? You know, if they can get an L.A. market, they're going to take it because now you have the rest of the Pac-12 scrambling. You have the Big 12 scrambling, trying to figure out what they can piece together. But anyone that's getting invited into the Big Ten or SEC, they're going to take that and run because they know the money is there. What do you think? And then what would be the one school if Matt LePay is asked to task up expansion for the Big Ten? What's the one school that's not here that you would love to see join the Big Ten? Give you the same answer probably anyone else would. Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, it's it's the brand, right? They're they're the national brand, even though they haven't won a New Year's Six bowl game since what, like the mid nineties? No, but they've been in the playoff a couple of times. Didn't go well, but they got there. Being an independent, you get a path to the playoff, and that seems to be really, really important for for Notre Dame. Is however, you know, whatever that path is, and being an independent certainly has worked out for them pretty well in that regard but that would be the one and the thing thing Tausch, that you hear too at least in some corners if notre dame holds its cards and, and remains an independent that the big 10 probably wouldn't expand i just i have a very hard time thinking that the league is done i have a hard time thinking the sec is done that you look at it does it make does it make financial sense it's not just a market size, but it's the, it's the brand. Mm-hmm. Does it make us? Does it make sense for Oregon or Washington or you know uh, Stanford? Uh, I don't know that. But then there's the next question: If they came in, would they get a full share? Would it be a few years of not getting a full share? I mean, if you're the league, you don't want to make that slice of the pie smaller just to get to a magic number of eighteen or twenty or whatever that is, but. It just seems like right now everybody's just waiting to determine what Notre Dame will do if it's going to move to another league, move to a league or remain an independent. And you just get the impression other schools are kind of on hold. It's like you go sit in the corner. We'll we'll get back to you once we find out what Notre Dame is going to do. I don't know. I, I don't know if anything is going to happen this summer. But I've got to think between now and August 2nd of 2024, when USC and UCLA come in, I have a hard time believing that there won't be another move. If not Notre Dame, then, then who? The voice of the Badgers, Matt LePay, joining us on Wildey and Tausch. Do you like how all this is going down, Matt? Like, I, I got to admit, when USC-UCLA news broke that they were joining the Big Ten, at first I was like, this has to be an April Fool's joke or something, right? This can't be real. <laughs> but as it went on and as I started to think about it, like, it is kind of fun to think about trips to the Coliseum, trips to Pauley Pavilion, those teams going east and playing at Ohio State and Penn State. Like, It will make for more fun, big-time matchups year-round that you usually would hold out just to see in a bowl game or in a non-conference basketball tournament uh, early in a season. Like These are kind of fun to think that this could be the future of Big Ten football and basketball especially uh, for years and years to come. Yeah, that that's really the the view that I'm trying to take with this. I mean, I'm 
being being a little older than you, son, um, I remember a time when the Big Ten actually had ten teams. I remember the Pac-12, and it was the Pac-8, and you know the Rose Bowl was the thing, right? Um, it, it, that was the goal. If, if you're a Big Ten school, win the league, go to the Rose Bowl, like Taos did, and you know, wherever you end up in the final rankings, I mean, if you could be a national champion, wonderful. But you control the controllables. Win your league go to the Rose Bowl, and win it. Um, obviously, all this has changed now. It's about the playoff and the playoff expansion. And I, the one – I am excited to answer your question at the, at the thought of being at Pauley Pavilion or being at the L.A. Coliseum or the thought of USC coming to Camp Randall. I think if college football is going to be changing anyway, this is pretty cool. My concern is it's – we're gonna we're scrapping all tradition. That money and I get it. It's business and it's okay. But in all of this, trying to create a bigger television contract, that the Rose Bowl isn't going to be what it used to be. And I guess we're already heading in that direction. There's a part of me that I'm old enough to remember the way it used to be. I don't know if we're we're stretching ourselves a little too thin. But I think for the consumer, the chances of seeing your team play in more spotlight games every year is going to be very, very attractive. Now there will be, you know, look at Wisconsin's schedule this season. There, you know, we're kind of heading in a direction where schools like Illinois State or you know, like Mac schools that they played over the years, they really count on that payday. That might be harder and harder to come by. It really looks like we're heading into the and only the strongest will survive and, and form form its own league. But I think the consumer, I mean, you look at an average NFL weekend, you're going to see a lot of games you're going to want to watch. College football right now, the percentage is low. There's a vol- an incredible volume of games, but there might only be one or two that you want to check out. Now, with the direction we're going, that percentage is probably going to be higher. You're going to see more marquee games every week. Yeah, the the first thing I thought of actually after the money that the Big Ten was going to make because bringing that L.A. market in was the Rose Bowl is done as far as the mm-hmm. tradition and everything else because you take those two players out of the Pac-12 or whatever you want to call it. And I also thought, hey, Wisconsin's going to end up being the only Big Ten team to ever win back-to-back Rose Bowls, and uh, so I was, I was all right with that. Uh, moving into the Badger season, it's, it's going to be here sooner than everybody thinks. What's kind of the expectations nationally? I, I don't think Big Ten Media Day has happened yet. What do you think? The, how does the league view it? Is it the West is ours still until somebody can go ahead and grab it? What, what's the, I guess, the overarching theme you're hearing so far? Yeah, it seems to be, uh, you know, whatever preseason predictions are worth, um, probably the same, uh, you know, the same worth as NFL, MLB, and NBA power rankings, right? Like, whatever. Uh, But even though the Badgers are a couple of years removed from having won the West, um, the the feeling seems to be it's theirs, which uh, if they play to their expectations, which to me – Speaks well of them because of the turnover in personnel defensively. Mm-hmm. I think right now there's there's just an assumption that Jim Leonard and his staff and the players they'll figure it out. Yep. They'll be really good again. The question is, can the offense improve? 
Um, you know, I talked to Graham Mertz a little bit Saturday at the at the softball event. He looks great. You know, he did. They all we all have great summers, right? Every player has had an incredible summer. Is in the best shape of his life. But having said that, he looks great. And I think he's really excited about some of the newer faces, a couple transfers, a couple of young guys, Skyler Bell, for instance, who redshirted last year. They really think that um, coming off the spring that he can be a really key player in their receiver rotation, obviously with Chimray DK. Um, it's a long answer to your pretty simple question, isn't it? Um, the feeling is that they will be really good in the West, but the question is, what's the gap? Between, I know Michigan won the league last year, but most will tell you that the gap again with Ohio State and everybody else is sizable in the league. I guess we'll get an answer to that fairly early when, when the Badgers travel to Columbus in late September. But it, it might be it, on paper that, yeah, the Wisconsin be really good again, but until proven Ohio State still is the team with the most talent. Well, Matt, you're just trying to fill in with Jason. Jason's long-winded. Uh, you know, we try to keep <laughs> things concise, and since he's gone, you wanted to go a little more long-winded, so we appreciate it. Make sure Jason gets that homage to you. By the way, Matt LaPay, best shape of his life. If you've seen Matt, Matt, you look fantastic. You've been on this process. You are killing it. Any advice to Jesse and I who are you know, trying to shed a couple LBs? Plump. Plump. We're a little well, plump. Well, you guys are. Is that, is that the word? See, I was. I, I used plump. I. I was. Very, I was really puffy. See, puffy. you. You guys as. You guys as athletes can carry that. Sure. I could not care. I wasn't carrying the weight, the excess weight. And I saw some photos, and uh, and the big thing was that you know during COVID, it's you're going, you're wearing sweats all the time, and then like when I had to start working a couple of banquets or lunches. And I, and I had to wear, like, a coat and tie, and I couldn't get that top button, you know. Like it just wasn't wasn't reaching. You know, I was a little like, this this isn't good. So, I, uh, long story short, I eliminated the fun stuff. Now, I've kind of gone back to some of the fun stuff. It's more of a maintenance now. But, you know, I'm not going to, like, come off like, like nothing but uh, water and uh, carrots here, but it um, avocado worked toast. Out right, and... I, w- I was motivated, Tosh. I mean, it was just you know, it's awesome. Yeah, it looked great. Dates or not, your work is yeah. Now they'll check back with me in a few months, but uh, yeah, so far so good. That like five, there's 45 pounds less of me than what there was uh, this time last year. So now we'll see how well I can maintain it. Well, fake, now the hard part. Fake dad, Matt LePay, we can't wait to have you over on the deck with the mosquitoes, some carrots, Matt, Matt will bring avocado ice cream over, and you guys are going to have water life. on the deck. Oh, it's going to be great. It'll be great. Tito's and diet tonic probably bring it, too, so we'll look forward to that. It is always a pleasure catching up with you, uh, Matt. Thank you so much for taking time to join us today, and uh, I'm sure we'll catch up again before the start of the Badger season. Absolutely. Take as as your your guy Jason Moldy would say. Take care. Be good. Ah, we'll talk to you soon. That's cute. Love it. Thanks, that's fake cute. dad. <laughs> Matt LePay joining us on Wildey and Tausch. Uh, we'll react to a little bit of what he had to say. Great stuff on USC UCLA joining the Big Ten uh, and checking on how our poll question is doing. Coming up next, a Jason Liss edition of Wildey and Tausch continues straight ahead. Stick around.